Hi, everyone. Here's a sneak peek of Dishing Drama with Dana Wilkie. If you'd like to hear the full episode, please subscribe to us on Patreon. Come on, bitch, 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 let's go. Come on, get, get, get ready, bitches. Hello, Dana. Come on. <laughs> I'm feeling so very spy-like today. Why is that? Well, yeah, I don't know if you've been aware of this, but like for the last two years, um, I've been very interested in what was behind Epstein and like his motivation and. So I actually did a confessional video in the Patreon back in like quarter one or quarter two uh, with a friend of mine who was a wealthy businessman. And he had uh, told me a story about how he had been approached. He's Jewish and he had been approached by the Mossad to help them. And he politely declined, but he had so many theories about what was behind Epstein at that time that, and I was very interested, especially hearing it from him um, as to what was sort of the, the motive behind all this, you know, disgusting behavior that later uh, comes out. Right. Right. So I'm, I was really lucky because I didn't even realize at the time how lucky I was because he gave me all this insight and I built a whole case around it. But it turns out that now two years later, more and more media outlets that are traditional are starting to discuss like Rolling Stone magazine, the potential that uh, Epstein, you know, had ties to the Mossad and that it was actually a a more legitimate theory, if Mm, you will. Yeah. Okay? Okay. So that really got me excited. And, um, and I'm, I mean, it, it is really uh, like spy movie stuff. And so I reached out to one of my friends who's an expert at Epstein. She has a podcast, her name's Lisa, and she's a podcast called The Prince and the Pervert. And I'm going to let her tout her stuff later, but she's been on before, you know, we, her and I've done shows before. Um, I reached out to her because I've been dying to understand who the eight John Doe's that Virginia Guffrey, you know, redacted in the civil lawsuit against Prince Andrew that has since been settled. Okay. Okay. And I really want to know who these eight John Doe's are and, you know, who they are, what they are, how they're related. It's a big missing piece for me. And, and so it triggered me to reach out to her, but also curious to me was that Gillen Maxwell just gave an interview with a woman named Daphne Barack, who also, um, you know, I, she just did Kevin Federline's interview uh, glorifying his, you know, father days about Britney Spears that was highly criticized. Mm-hmm. 
she's just showing up in, in very strange places. She was, um, she, she worked or was good friends with Ivana Trump. Uh, she's just been around, let's just say. And it's unusual that she would be the one that Galen would be willing to meet with to do her interview in prison. Okay. So I wondered to myself, could this woman, Daphne, be somehow related to some of these powerful people that it's rumored are going to essentially secretly protect Galen, even though she's in prison for the next, you know, 20 years by what they call either, you know, soft power. Soft power is a persuasive approach to international relations, typically involving the use of economic or cultural influence. So it occurred to me that maybe, you know, the, the help that Galen is going to get isn't so much, you know, financial help or immediately getting her out of prison or something, but maybe people are going to slowly move pieces and things to help her in her appeal, right? We learned that in the Dominic Dunn story where, you know, that murderer got off the hook because the Kennedys stepped in and helped and obviously had enough money to keep appealing till finally they got him off. Right. Right. And she's already starting this appealing process. Mm -hmm. So anyway, um, and, and I, I reached out to somebody who I consider an expert and uh, to get her you know, advice on this topic, because I think it's, it's time to discuss it. And I'm also wondering what Galen's husband's up to, you know, remember she's married, yeah. right? Oh, he's, weird. He's awful quiet. <laughs> Where does he live? Do we know? Um, I think he's living in Manchester by the sea, but let's bring in Lisa. Who's the expert. Hello, thank you so much, Dana, for having me on. I'm honoured. It's my pleasure. I'm so excited to have you. I've needed you so desperately. <laughs> well, we've both been really busy, so it's good that we can talk about it now because the more people that um, know about Epstein, the better. Yeah, for sure. I was just talking to Casey about Galen Maxwell's, you know, secret husband. What the hell has happened to him since you know, the tech CEO guy, what, what happened to him after she got sentenced? Well, just before that, apparently they broke up on the phone. There was a heated argument, and this came from the Maxwell side. She's divorcing him, and um, now he's living still in that house that he had at Manchester by the sea near Boston, but he has a new girlfriend, and her name is Chris McGinn. She's a journalist slash yoga teacher and these are not my words they came from the daily mail someone <laughs> in the local community said she had a butt that you could bust walnuts on well lucky him <laughs> now also there were some photos and data we know sometimes people call the paparazzi and this looked to me as though someone had called the paparazzi he was there, Scott Borgeson, with um, his new girlfriend, Chris McGinn, with dogs and spending a lot of time there. So he's in love. He wants to move on. He's selling his house. He wants nothing to do with it. Terrible memories. And there actually are actually real estate photos of the house and there's a party shower. I kid you not. You're kidding me. Just like Jeffrey Epstein had. Oh, my gosh. 
Well, I, I mean, do you think that he would help her still, or you think this is just really over? Well, he did have her $20 million for a while in a family trust. So I wonder where that's gone. A lot of it would have gone on legal fees because she had to put a $7 million retainer down for the trial. But he did write a letter for her um, supporting her bail appeal, but he was not seen at the trial. I think he has nothing to do with her. Wow. Well, I guess he had to resign from like his position. Everybody had to resign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's more well, or less. The world resigned. <laughs> Exactly. He's more or less said that she's ruined his life. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So let me play you something, Lisa. This is uh, and then I want to read you something that is going to kind of send us all the listeners and you and I on a trajectory that will, you know, I think it's going to get us all uh, excited about this topic. So let me play you something really quick. This uh, particular thing that I'm playing you from was posted on January 18th, 2022. Eight men named as anonymous John Doe's in a Ghislaine Maxwell civil trial may soon be revealed. Lawyers for Maxwell accuser Virginia Dufresne are asking a judge to unseal the names of those high profile men. And now Maxwell convicted of sex trafficking herself says it's okay with her, even though six of the men have filed objections. Our investigative reporter Terry Parker has been following every step in this story and joins us now live to explain. Terry. As soon as Ghislaine Maxwell was convicted of sex trafficking and Jeffrey Epstein's sex enterprise, the comments started pouring in. What about the men who were involved in this? Why don't we know who they are? Well, now we may find out because of a second lawsuit against Prince Andrew, where they were asking for these names to be revealed. Ghislaine Maxwell is not objecting, although even if the men's names are mentioned in this lawsuit, it doesn't necessarily mean they did anything wrong. If you are liking what you're hearing, please review, rate, and subscribe. If you aren't liking anything, well, please go comment your concerns on Brandy Glanville's podcast. <laughs>